But as I was opening countries, I had also to do marketing because I had nobody to help me. You are in front of a blank page and it's amazing, but actually you are alone. You don't know where to start. You don't know how to, uh, um, to get into the country. And even if you are very good sales, you will do it, obviously. There's no problem about that. But marketing will make things much easier and faster. International Corner, the podcast that helps you open and thrive in foreign markets. This is Steve here speaking, and today's episode is a bit special because we are crossing paths with marketing. Look, opening new markets is hard, and as international sales professional, let's face it, we start with everything we can, emailing, cold calling, sending LinkedIn messages, and sometimes it works. But... More often than not, it doesn't, and it can be terribly frustrating. Because in the meantime, you need to deliver, and deliver fast. It's never really fast enough, is it? And then you end up wishing you had $100,000 of marketing budget to help you get your company name out there. But the reality, you don't. You're simply testing out the water and your CEO might not be quite sure yet if they should spend that marketing budget on your mission. We've all been there. But the good news is, Stephanie Mazier, our guest of today, with her 20 years of experience working on international markets on both sales and marketing positions, will share with us how you can leverage marketing to fuel early sales in foreign markets with zero budget. I know, sounds unreal, right? Well, stay with us until the end if you want to figure it out. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining this episode of International Corner. Uh, can you perhaps introduce yourself to the audience, what you do, and, and what makes you such an expert in sales and marketing? Thank you, Tiffan, and thank you for having me on, on your podcast. I'm very happy to be uh, joining uh, uh, this, uh, this podcast with you. Um, just to make, to make it very short, I'm Stephanie Mazier. I'm French. I lived abroad during almost 20 years in Spain and the Netherlands, and I always worked in international markets uh, between marketing and sales positions meaning that uh, I've been uh, traveling a lot. I've been opening my own country, which is France. Uh, I've been doing very different things, working for uh, different industries, big companies, small companies, startups, scale-ups. I've done very different things because I like, when, uh, I like the change and I like to uh, get out of my comfort zone. So um, I have a very um, rich uh, curriculum <laughs> and experience. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, that's amazing, and I think that's what we spoke uh, earlier and prior to that conversation was very interesting. Is that during your experience, you've both combined some knowledge into uh, marketing and into sales, uh, which is very interesting because usually we have to uh, combine both of them. And when we talk about country opening, I think that what we see right now is that lots of uh, companies, when they go out and open new countries, we think about sales, right? Like we said about outbound outreach and, and everything. But sometimes, unfortunately, when we think about marketing, 
it might be uh, too late, but from your standpoint, <laughs> perhaps like from your standpoint, why is it important to include marketing when launching a new country or a new market? My God, it's, you know, it's fun. It's funny because um, I've been doing both of them, like sometimes naturally. I don't, I didn't realize that I was doing marketing or sales because for me, both are so uh, uh, combined. Uh, I really think that um, if sales are, is throwing the ball, marketing is the arm and, and, and the eye that will allow you to hit the ball, to hit the target. So, um, It's not only about uh, the sales. I, I really think both are really, really, really essential one to another, and you can't uh, uh, go without it. But I didn't realize it because I always done both of them. One part of my career was was in marketing and purely marketing, and one part part of my career was purely sales. But as I was opening countries, I had also to do marketing because I had nobody to help me. And I'm sure you can relate to that, and a lot of people can relate to that. You are in front of a blank page, and it's amazing, but actually you are alone, and you only have your, probably uh, your Excel uh, sheet or your your prospect list, but you don't know where to start, you don't know how to uh, um, to get into the country, and even if you are a very good sales, you will do it, obviously, there's no problem about that, but marketing will make things much easier, and quicker, and faster, and that's all the, all the point about, and all the, the beauty of it. I, I've been opening, for example, the French market. I was on my own. Um, and uh, there was no budget. There was uh, no marketing. I was in a startup. Uh, they did have, as they do have, an amazing business model, and it helped a lot. But for the rest, I was the one choosing and doing everything. Uh, I was used to, they were, uh, we were asking this startup to, wrote, to write an article every quarter about the stats we were um, publishing in our native language for specialized, uh, specialized magazines. These stats quarterly published and the article published with these stats was an amazing help to build uh, awareness about my brand, about what we were doing and the credibility. And in, it really um, allowed me to uh, go to anybody in the in in the IT and e-commerce sector, that's where, that's where I was I was operating, and they were saying, "Oh yes, I heard about you." When the brand was uh, totally unknown, months before, and this is marketing actually. Yeah, I think that's an amazing example of how marketing can help sales, uh, especially uh, very early on when we are trying to open new markets to to fuel, I would say, this sales engine. I think. In what you said, there were a lot of different elements that we're going to break down in this conversation because they were all uh, interesting uh, to me. And uh, but that's definitely a great highlight for me. You know, when um, when we talk about uh, going international, I think that most companies want to mitigate risks at the beginning when they're launching a new market. Uh, how can a company use marketing? With this very low budget, to actually being able to fuel early sales in a in a new country, how should they use marketing? I just gave you um, uh, an example of, of what we can do, but um, just to uh, what you said was really interesting because you said that you never know what you're going to find when you are opening a new country, and actually when you are um, making 
And when you, if you have a marketing strategy, an international marketing strategy, and a marketing plan, actually you know a bit better what you can expect from the market. And again, it's about knowing your, your, your client, knowing your competitors, like uh, data supported. I'm not tending to only have an idea or uh, what's the trend or whatever. No, make research and, and, and support it with data. And with this, you do your international marketing strategy and plans. And with that, you are, you are going to avoid some, some, some failures. That's what I was saying before as well. Um, that's the first thing. The, the, the second thing is, you know, um, since I think since 2008, since the subprime crisis, uh, my marketing budget just um, disappeared mostly. Um, and it was not such, such a big deal because at the same time, new technologies, social media were arising. And uh, we have so much data, so much platforms and tools available for free right now it's much easier to do marketing or communication without involving a lot of budget and building up your brand awareness, your visibility, your credibility um, in a way that is consistent, that is aligned with the, the work you have. Uh, I mean, you have, we have 24 hours in a day, you can't do everything. So. Uh, uh, it really uh, helps you to speed up some, some processes, for example. Uh, th th this, for me, is, um, is key. I, I, I never recommend... I, I am working in a marketing agency right now. I never recommend specifically to uh, go with big budgets in communications or marketing. Um, sometimes there is alternatives. And you have to, to know them, of course, and you, know how, you need to know how to... To, uh, to use them, but, but still, they are. So nowadays, uh, it's, it's easier to, uh, to, um, to, to work like that. But again, without strategy, there is no plans. With no plans, you don't have actions. And, and then it's, it's getting much more complicated. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit uh, that's also part of my character, I'm a bit structured, I like structure. Uh, that's what also makes sales successful, definitely. So. Um, you need to do the same with marketing. It's not about going somewhere or going on LinkedIn and and publishing any videos or any any blog, uh, any blog post or whatever. Um, that can be nice. It can work. It can even make a buzz. But it doesn't build up your brand awareness on the long term. And that's what we want. Exactly. In that sense, because you mentioned that there are lots of free tools available, do you have like some suggestions, you know, things that uh, we should be looking at uh, when we are thinking about building your brand awareness? Like what's like what's behind it? What kind of content mix, you know, should we use? Like, do you have any insights on that? Well, there is a lot of different contents available nowadays. We are on a podcast. There is the videos. There is um, a still blog post, uh, written articles, but also white papers, uh, success cases, whatever. You, you, you name it. Um, so the question is, what is the best for, for, for my brand, and this is what marketing uh, will help you to, uh, to, uh, to define. Um, and it, it's also about uh, mixing this different uh, way of communicating and creating content. It's not because we are having a podcast right now that we should not write an article about it. Or it's not because you are making a video that you, can, you cannot do something, a podcast with it. 
So I think it's, it's, it's important because it's also a way to be more productive. Um, the, key, the key element about content is that you can reuse it, recycle it like a lot of times. And then you need to know where to publish it. And this, this again is, is your marketing mix and your marketing uh, plan will decide it. Uh, are, it really depends on the, on the industry where you work, uh, if it's a service or a product that you are selling. I think uh, it's, it's really different for every single case. Uh, and it's really like a mix of different things. So it's difficult to, to tell you this is the magic recipe that works every time. It's more about knowing very well who, who is the company, who are the core values of the company, the, the culture, the, the, what, the, what are the missions of the company from one side and, and where we want to go. And since you, when you have that, then it's easier to define where, 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 what are the paths to choose to get into uh, to, to your goals. So um, um, I can't I can't give uh, a recipe like a, uh, there is nothing already like made. A, like a magic, <laughs> like magic. But we you, we you... do magic. We do magic, but uh, <laughs> there is not one recipe. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm for kidding. sure. But what I'm what I'm uh, trying, you know, to fish for here is uh, perhaps like an example. I don't know if amongst your clients or even like uh, from your own experience on the French market, uh, knowing that you might be um, a one person or maximum two people, you know, job uh, at the very beginning, depending on like the HQ's marketing um, stra strategy. How should you decide of uh, what time you should allocate, you know, to content production? Because uh, as you said, the thing is, yes, uh, there's blogs, there are uh, videos, there are podcasts, but we can't just do everything at the same time. And also, you know, it's it's important to, to do it uh, in the long run so that it uh, we make it happen. So that, so that's why, like, I was wondering if you have like examples, you know, to share. Um, well, you, you know, when when. When you're a salesperson, you uh, you do a lot of research and and you look a lot of uh, about a lot of information on media about the companies you are researching or about uh, your your sector. Uh, that's part of your job actually, and, and it takes a lot of time. Well, here you already have access to a lot of content that is really interesting. Anything you can find on the web um, that is related to your. Uh, could be related to your company, but it can be related to your sector. It can be uh, to the market. It can be related to anything that is um, linked to what you are doing. So if you don't have time to write an article, you just you can also just share the resource that you found. That's also something that your clients will be happy to uh, to uh, to have. That's something we do a lot with um, um, with our clients. We do have access to so much interesting insights in uh, in, in marketing, in, 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 in markets or whatever. Everything I see something that is interesting for my clients, I send it to them. It doesn't require a lot of time. It's a great way to get uh, uh, um, to keep in touch with, uh, with them, even if you are in a very long, uh, especially if you are in a, in a long sales cycle. And you build up your credibility because this is what we want. From a known to be a trustworthy partner, it takes time sometimes, depending on the culture of the of the country there. But sharing resources and bringing also your own resources. But when you bring your own resources, it's not, um, and it's what we are. I'm doing more and more. I'm not doing. I'm not saying. Well, I have the best brand, and we are doing the the things that things are doing. We are doing are great. 
that's absolutely not what I, what I share with my clients. I'm sharing data that I gather from the market, from uh, other clients, from any uh, uh, source of information I have available because I am in this company, uh, to my clients in order that to help them to build, a, build up their business, how to find information that will be useful for them. Your content creation is important, um, but then you, you, if you have people around, they will also support you in um, perhaps giving you the base of uh, an article that you will only have to translate, or uh, you can have things that are done by your marketing team uh, in, in, in other countries that can be useful as well. Um, the, the key, one of the key elements is to really be careful with the culture of the country where you are working. Regarding the marketing strategy on itself, let's say uh, I have a marketing strategy that was for France mainly, that mm -hmm. I thought was supposed to be like the global marketing mm -hmm. strategy. But now I'm, I'm, I'm about to open a new country, whatever, Spain, the UK, and uh, doing, you know, like some preliminary talk. I'm sensing that there might be some differences in the way we should go about marketing. Let's say like a different content mix. What's the level of local versus global, you know, that you have to stick with? That's a very tricky question. <laughs> um, because again, again, it's really, it's really linked to uh, the, your industry and, and what, you are, uh, what, what you are selling. Uh, if it's a, a product, a service, if it's B2B, B2C, it's totally different. Um, you definitely need to have um, a global marketing strategy. The goal is not to change everything, just to adapt. Um, uh, to adapt the strategy and to adapt the plan. There is actions that will not be as successful in UK than they can be in France, uh, or, um, or people are not, the, are not using the same way the platforms or the tools. To give an, exa an example, I've been opening different countries in Africa. Uh, that was my last, uh, my last mission. Um, Africa is very different. First, Africa is a continent, and, and, and it's really important to always uh, remember that there is very different cultures and countries uh, in this continent. I wanted to, uh, to, uh, to implement um, some marketing campaigns and communication campaigns to, uh, uh, to, give some, to build up the awareness of the brand because it was totally unknown. So till now, everything is, is fine. We, we know that. It's, it's clear. But then I realized that actually I had to perhaps change the platforms and the channels I wanted to use at the beginning because I was addressing to very young people and in Africa, they don't have uh, computers so much. They do everything on their phone. So my communication channels uh, had to be speci specifically on, on, on phones, smartphones. Um, and it seems like, uh, well, we all have smartphones and we are all doing that. Um, but in, in Africa, it's really, um, they use it at a higher level as we do it, even in Europe. Um, they do everything with their smartphone because they do not have computers. So it changed a bit the way you are going to craft your messages, the tone of voice, um, the, um, the platforms you are going to choose, obviously, uh, depending on the age. I had this conversation with a friend of mine not so long ago, and they were, they, she's launching um, 
um, a, a YouTube channel for uh, teenagers. And I say, and she told me, oh, I, I got, um, I started my account on Instagram. I say, well, thanks, that's great. But why don't you do it on TikTok? Or, or why don't you do it on Twitch? Why? Because this is probably more adapted to uh, your audience. And she said, well, well, maybe you're right. But she did it because her kids are using Instagram. And it, we all do that because we think that because we know someone or we do things a certain way, we, have, we know how to do it. It's not always the case. And you have to be careful about that. Um, so really, depending on, 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 the, on the industry, depending on the, on, on the, on the product, the service, um, you, will, you will have to change your platform and you have to adapt it. But this is really local to your marketing plan. Uh, and that's where the things can, be, can change a lot. Okay. Okay, so global direction from the, the main like marketing strategy, like the one from the HQ yes. that's supposed to give you broad direction and then adapt it locally. Even the mix can be very different of content depending on, on, the, on the local necessities. Yeah, again, again uh, um, who you are addressing to will also tell you if you have to uh, um, provide more content, written content or videos. Again, it's just something about the age, but not only. There is also depend also the industries. There is industries that are, are much more mature with new technologies than others. Um, so you you have to adapt to that. Um, and, and again, it's it's based on the analysis and the audit you do with the sales uh, and, um, and 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 knowing a bit about the the market where you are and in knowing the market and the culture is um, is not only. Uh, based on what you think. It's, it's not about stereotypes. We all have stereotypes and we need mm -hmm. them. It's, it's a way of to protect ourselves. It's okay. It protects our culture and, and what we, we believe. But uh, um, understand really how cultures, the other culture is working, uh, what is important, uh, the, time, the time management, the the religion, uh, the everything, everything from that that makes the culture culture, uh, the way you talk. Um, I heard in your in your one of your podcasts, um, uh, Nadia was uh, telling about uh, French people where you can't really address to them so directly because they can be offended, um, uh, which was not the case with Serbian people. Um, it's mm -hmm. exactly that. This is intercultural management, and we all had this kind of. Of issues, and um, yep. afterwards you laugh at it. But at the beginning, you say, "Well, what did I do? <laughs> I just jeopardized my, <laughs> my my old relationship with the client, or something like that." Marketing helps you to avoid this kind of of, of um, mistakes as well, because we are working based on the cultural um, values from the market where you are entering. And, uh, and, and that makes a lot of difference. And the typical complaint between sales and, and marketing, if we, if, if we uh, um, get, uh, if we hit the, the sales target or get over it, it's thanks to salespeople. If we don't, it's because of the marketing. <laughs> I heard it's that. It's because of marketing. <laughs> always, always it's the marketing fault. <laughs> you know, there is a lot of things that change, have changed over, over the years. But I promise that I hear this for the last 25 years and, and, and it doesn't change that much, I think. So um, 
uh, again, um, <laughs> we all have our responsibilities. I think. <laughs> yep, definitely, <laughs> we do. But that's 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 very interesting. And I have a question that's a little bit specific, but I'm uh, I would be uh, interested in having uh, your advice and your point of view on that. Mm-hmm. If I'm if if I'm looking and focusing on content, so let's say blog articles. In mm-hmm. blog articles, the tricky thing is that usually a company has only one blog, right? And mm. when you're going international, you try to put your content into English. But then if you're targeting different countries and actually English-speaking countries like the US or the UK, the articles really need to be adapted to the language specifically speaking. So yeah. what's your recommendation? Again, knowing that we don't have 100,000 euros of budget to do everything, When we know content has to be so specific, like, you know, do you just publish one piece of content in every languages or do you try to do something global, but then doesn't really quite do it depending on the, on the market? Like, what's your recommendation? Um, it, it, it depends. <laughs> so that, that's really my, my answer for the, all the questions. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, you, you, I'm thinking about um, the example I gave you earlier about the, the articles we were writing uh, for for IceCat company. In this case, I have a, a base that was common to, uh, for for all of us, and and then we were using specific stats for uh, for each country. This were this job was done by the country managers and. We were the one who were translating everything into the into the um, uh, the, the language. Uh, in this case, all the um, all the the sales team uh, was native speakers from from the countries where we were working. So uh, somehow, it's your you are a country manager, so it's your responsibility to have things done, to have the right content, and and to polish that content. So you do you do it, but again, it was a quarter quarterly article so once every three months you can do it um, definitely you are not going to open a new blog for every new country where you are starting there is no sense and, and speci- especially at the beginning but there is ways to um, first identify which article can be interesting and which ones are not interesting Um, there is very quick ways to translate them. And then, um, I mean, with DeepL, you don't need to, uh, uh, to, uh, to have someone who translates your article. And then you, you will be in charge to polish the article, meaning that once you have these basics done, you need to re- read your article and see what is, uh, if it's really well-crafted for, for your market. Because you are supposed to have the more, the most information about it, and then you would publish it in other platforms. And 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 there is enough platforms out there uh, to um, to create to create to create a a, a line or an editorial editorial line where you can publish. I'm thinking about uh, LinkedIn or Medium. Um, it depends on the, on the market where you are. There must be places where it's easy to um, publish things without having a blog or something. Um, and then it's, it's your, uh, it's, it's, you have to, 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 uh, to see how often you publish. But this, you decide it all at the beginning 
when you decide what kind of content, what kind of subject you are going to talk about, what is interesting for your country, uh, if you have the information already and, uh, and the images and everything that all the content resources that you need is available, and when you are going to publish it. Once you have your editorial calendar down with all this inside, then it makes it much easier to, to be more um, productive with, uh, with this content creation. You have to choose also perhaps the, uh, the, the, the type of content where you feel more comfortable. Perhaps it's not writing, perhaps it's, um, it's something else, it's a video or a or podcast. But then it takes more time, we know that as well. So you have to always make the balance regarding the time I had, the time allowance and the no budget we have. What can I get out of it uh, most? So um, articles are still often a right way to, um, to get content out there. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I was about to say that for sure you have contents like a podcast, obviously, or like videos that also uh, can be uh, really interesting uh, depending on the country you're, you're getting in. And, and it's it's also like a different ways of getting your expertise out there. But then if you have many countries uh, on the opening, I think it makes things dif more difficult because adapting audio, a podcast, yeah. uh, I'm just thinking if you start having uh, Spanish and then English and then <laughs> French, you know, all uh, in the same one, I think it starts being a bit hard. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's too difficult. Now, you, the, 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 the main thing is always keep things simple and, 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 and easy. Um, and and, I've, and, and this, in this case, I'm the salesperson who's talking because uh, we don't have time. If I'm a, if I, I, in sales, you don't have time for that. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the marketing to give me everything almost done. And the almost means that I will also make uh, make it I craft it adapt it to um, to the to the country where where I work but uh, the main work should be done by your uh, by your um, marketing team in advance yeah okay got it okay so just if we try like to summarize like everything you've said in terms of how you should go about crafting you know like your marketing mix your marketing strategy uh, and make it local to help fuel sales with very low budget i guess what i am understanding is that at first look at the general marketing strategy like there should be one uh, at the at the hq level then uh, work on like your local one and then you have different uh, i would say um criteria that you have to rely on so how many people are going to work on the market that you are is it just you do you have a team uh, how much time do you have to de to dedicate to it and then depending on on that i guess and the budget uh, you can decide what kind of mix is the mix that is used right now by the headquarter a good mix for me and if all the answer of the above is i don't have much budget I don't have much time and uh, I'm the only one working for now. Then you look for quick wins. And what you said is that even though it depends on each uh, country, but working on articles could be a good idea because you can just browse to what, uh, the, what are the ones uh, that are already out there. Are they good ones? What are the good ones? Take them and then translate it or work with your marketing team so that maybe someone can do like the broad work, but you are responsible as the country manager, as the country opener, whatever, to uh, make it very local to that market. Yeah, you said it all. 
<laughs> okay, cool. Yes. Well, the, okay. The, the main, the main, the, the, the main, um, the main key in all this because it seems overwhelming even when I when I'm listening to you and it's my job. Yeah. So, oh my god. Um, organization, uh, organization, and and um, and structure is what helps you to uh, to uh, to keep everything um, uh, under under control. Uh, you you must you must um, know in advance and put in your agenda that once every two weeks, once a month, whatever, uh, you will have to do this uh, marketing part of your job, um, and and put it in your agenda. Again, if you have this this calendar that is done even on a on a yearly basis, uh, it's easier because you make it really part of it. And we are only talking talking about content. Uh, right now so it's one part of the actions you can do for 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 the marketing um i was also um for example the articles i was writing uh sometimes were published for for media were used for medias so it can be also another way to uh, to um, broadcast your uh, your content and publish your your content uh, depends uh, on the sector and the industry and, and everything, of course. But um, in B two B, usually it's quite easy to uh, to get your your word out. Um, usually, journalists are quite uh, interesting in getting uh, um, articles about uh, about the sector and the industry, the market. Um, yeah, PR. Yeah, PR is it's, uh, P- PR. It's again, it doesn't cost anything. It's just a bit of time. So. Um, it takes time, but uh, again, it's it's like a sales relationship. So um, uh, you have to um, to uh, to take care of these people as well. Trade shows, fairs are also a great way to give presents. To give um, um, it it requires a bit of budget, depending if you are going or if, except if you just go as a visitor, which is something I was used to do as well at the beginning. Um, but then people show your face and and see your face. Sorry, and show your and you show your um, your company and and you are getting visible on the market, and 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 you must not uh, forget that sell, as a sales as a salesperson, you are also a marketing tool actually, because you represent your brand, your company, your home country culture, and this um, is really important. It's important as a sales professional, but it's also important as uh, the image and again the message, the voice, the attitude you will you will uh, you you will show to um, to your prospect, to um, to the industry, to uh, to all kind of uh, of people you can meet during these uh, these big events or small events. Networking is important. I've been working five years or six years. Uh, in a startup where we were growing 100, 150% every year, and I never have, uh, never had a, a marketing a budget because it was not the, the the policy of the company. They did not want any marketing um, uh, budget involved uh, in the country, uh, in the countries where we were going out, and it was just yeah, that was the the strategy. Yeah. So, so you focused on uh, on uh, on what you could do content exactly and, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah but but it, it goes fast because you go to a couple of fairs big fairs that you choose properly and uh, and you have a good SEO on your website and you have a good um, piece of, a couple of piece of content and it goes quick actually yeah SEO is definitely a very important part that should not be underestimated 
Definitely. Yeah. yeah. That was like a lot of uh, uh, information and, and very interesting. <laughs> but, you know, like everything good, like it has to end at some point. So maybe yes. let's move on to the last part, uh, which is called the Oops, My Bad Time. Whoops, my bad. <laughs> so for those who tune in the first time, it's a few minutes for the guest at the end of each episode to share a big mistake or one setback that has happened during a country's opening mission. Uh, so that the listeners cannot repeat it, hopefully. So do you perhaps have, Stephanie, something to share either from your own personal experience or from your clients that you've heard uh, that could help our listeners today? Oh, I have so many uh, failures to tell about. Um, <laughs> uh, perhaps <laughs> perhaps the, the, the one of the last things I've, I've been doing, um, and because it really impacted me uh, uh, deeply, is... Um, let's say, setbacks or, or misunderstanding I had in Africa. Uh, Africa had been one of my biggest master teachers of, uh, of, of my whole career. I've been traveling and working in all continents, and when um, I've been proposed to take over the, the African development, business development, I say, why, that's great, I've never been there uh, for, for business. That, would be, that must be really interesting, and, and, and I will learn a lot. I did learn a lot, obviously, but not as I thought. And um, um, Morocco was really tricky, um, but it was fun. And I, I also uh, had like big challenges there. Um, and still... When you say about like Morocco had big challenges, like what were those? The stereotypes of, of Moroccan people are really good at, uh, at bargaining in sales. And I can tell you it's true. Uh, because you never know uh, where is the line, uh, so you never know if you have been tricked or mm. not. Um, so you have to be really able to uh, to, to to navigate in this uh, uncertainty uh, all the time. Um, and um, and this, uh, and we had uh, yeah, a specific uh, setback with a, a very delicate situation where uh, what my client was uh, telling his truth. And we, I, I knew, and, and, and my company knew it was not like that. And we had to find um, a middle point where we, the answer would be acceptable for both. Uh, I'm not going to enter in too okay. much detail because it was, it was a, a, a bit um, delicate. But, but really, it, it had been like, when, when it happened, I said, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And, and again, I always thought, I always considered myself as quite good at um, managing uh, inter, intercultural uh, skills. Um, but uh, in several occasions in, in Africa, I was, I was reminded that uh, you have to stay humble in front of uh, different culture and, uh, and, um, and negotiation with, uh, with the other culture. But it had been the, the best source of, uh, of, um, of learnings and growing and um, and there is a lot of complexity in a uh, in African uh, culture um, that we usually uh, uh, over oversee. And um, when you are there, you, you realize that you are not prepared. And I think uh, I I haven't found, and I made a lot of research. I haven't found anybody who could talk or tell or um, uh, have an accurate view of um, Africa. And um, except from the local, except from I guess. local, except from the local, yeah. and this is something that it's it's something really very special because there is um, and again uh, uh, let's be very clear there is um, an important there is a very 
big complicated issue with uh, color, uh, gender, uh, and, and, and history. And this makes an extra layer of complexity uh, where you get lost constantly. So, um, but it, it, again, it's really rich. And I, and Africa is is really probably the 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 next continent that will really grow, and uh, there is a lot of business to do there. But uh, for uh, for occidental people, it's going to be tricky. Uh-huh. But that's good, you know, because it means that we will have to work with local people, and I think that's where it's going to become rich, and we can, you know, find ways like to uh, build new bridges and and help each other out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Stephanie, for everything that you shared with us today. But uh, it was like very rich. So thank you so much. I think it was a lot of information. <laughs> But I'll tell you until next time, I guess then. Uh, until next time. And I just wanted to say thank you first, because it was very, very uh, nice to be here. And I'm going to, to ask you a favor. Please connect all the international professionals together as you are starting to do with your podcast. I want to keep uh, up this conversation with uh, all the people you already um, uh, had on your podcast and, uh, and, and people who are keep, keep, uh, keep coming because we all, we all need to uh, uh, share our best practices and, and to, to grow together. I really think that it's amazing what you are doing. It's good for the, for, for the international professional because sometimes we are misunderstood in the companies sometimes it's um, yep. it's difficult uh, to 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 make our voice clear and i think what you're doing is helping a lot so uh, thank you for that thank you so much for listening until the end if you liked this episode don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to not miss the next one and feel free to connect with me on linkedin to share any feedback but also any ideas of guests you might have for upcoming episodes See you in two weeks. Bye-bye.